Blog Talk Radio. Shawnee, a.k.a. The Love Goddess. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Um, I'm so excited to be back. We were on break for a couple of weeks. I really missed you all and missed um, being here with you. I have a special guest tonight that I'm very excited about. We shifted our um, our programming a little bit, and um, I think you all are going to really love and enjoy what we're doing. So for those of you who are joining us for the very first time, the intention of this show is to remind you to love yourself by being yourself. This show is about getting your entire life, whatever tools, information, or inspiration you need to bring yourself fully present to the fact that you can have it all. If you want to reach out to me during the show, you can do that at getyourentirelife at gmail.com. We definitely want you to interact on this show. So if you clicked in, you can also call in at 657-383-0698. And we'll give you that number again once we open up the phone lines. So today, um, this week is the third week of the month. And so our theme for the third week of the month moving forward is going to be Melaninomics. And these Melaninomics are the laws of Melani Shawnee featuring Kari Amber, uh, Kari Amber Shawnee, who is the millennial goddess. And Kari's going to share the wisdom gained um, from being in service and being mentored by your truly the love goddess. So I thought this was very appropriate tonight um, and very appropriate for the show because uh, Kari Amber has been with me um, about three and a half years and she has um, worked as my personal assistant and she is my mentee and my goddaughter and such a beautiful spirit. But within those three years, of, as I've been mentoring her, she's been growing so much, and she's 22 years old. 
And so I thought it would be fitting for her to have the third Monday of the month to come and share her insight with other millennials to talk about how she's really moving forward. Um, she created this whole Melaninomics concept. I didn't have anything to do with it. When she brought it to me, I was like, what is Melaninomics? And she broke it down and explained it to me, which she'll do um, for you later. So our you topic for this episode is Melaninomics Law Number 1, and that is being. So we're asking the questions, as we always do, are you embodying the change you seek? Again, the question is, are you embodying the change you seek? That's what the law of being is all about. So we have reflection questions for you tonight. And the first one is, are your thoughts, words, and actions vibrationally in alignment with your desires? The second one is, what are your most common motivations when making new choices? Are these motivations rooted in pain or past experience? The third reflection question, are you aware of how you are being in your everyday life? Are you aware of the impact that this has on others? And the last question is, when you hear the truth about yourself or how how you are being, how do you react or respond? So these are very powerful questions that, of course, were created by our millennial goddess, Tari Amber. And I cannot wait to hear what she has to say to us tonight about this, um, the, this, the law of being. But before we go there, of course, every time we get together, we want to always ground ourselves by taking just a couple of deep breaths to bring ourselves fully present in the moment so we can be in alignment and in harmony and balance with our authentic nature, open up and receive and give in this moment. Also during this grounding period, you can take this opportunity to set an intention as to what it is you like to receive from tonight's show. And also what you like to give, because we love to feel your energy um, and your presence on the show. So let's take a couple of deep breaths. So breathe in. And release. Again, breathe in. And release. Breathe in. And release. Breathe in. And release. Feels so good. Mm. Okay, so I always also like to start the show with the inspirational thought, and usually on the first Mondays, that's Momentum Mondays or Motivational Mondays, and I usually read at the first of the month specifically about um, the power, from thepowerpath.com. Since we want to break this, um, this first Monday, I'm going to um, read a little bit of thepowerpath.com. This, this um, article, these articles that um, this woman writes, and her name is escaping me in this moment. Um, it, they're so on point. Like every month when she puts these articles out and we read them, her name is Lena, it, it's just on point, like amazingly on point. So I want to share them because I think it's, it's something for us to think about, something for us to reflect on, and an opportunity for us to be inspired into the action that we need, the next action that we need to take or the next way that we want to be. So this month's theme is commitment. 
And so Lena talked a lot about um, what commitment is in this power path. So I want to share that, just a little bit of it with you. And if you want to read it for yourself, you can, of course, go to thepowerpath.com. What is commitment? Commitment is making a choice to move ahead with a plan of action or intention without giving yourself a back door. Commitment is getting off the fence about something and making a decision that you then stick to. Commitment is finally taking that step of no return towards something you have, the, have only been dreaming of. Commitment requires eliminating the safety net of I'll do it if or I'll do it when and moving through the fear that holds you in the state of ambivalence, confusion, and feeling stuck. There's a saying, action cures fear. And this is certainly true as a way to move forward and take advantage of the dynamic energy that comes available this month. Commitment engages the will and the masculine part of ourselves. Resistance to embracing your will and trusting the masculine can lead to lethargy, apathy, confusion, and your energy not moving. Will should be aggressive in a positive way. Aggression should be used proactively as a support to move you beyond your fear and resistance and towards how and what you wish to manifest. Commitment opens the channel to support. The universe will deliver on commitment as it is always a sign that you are willing to eliminate the back and side doors on your choices. How you ask is also important. It should never be a question, but always a statement delivered with certainty. The mental thought process of weighing pros and cons should always be secondary to the intuition of the heart. If you are overthinking a choice, stop and go back to what you feel about it. Does it feel right or not? Commitments made from the feeling of being the right choice are usually the ones that end up being the right choice. Commitments and choices made from the place of fear, other people's judgment or reactions, and overthinking, which almost always engages the ego, are often fraught with issues that keep the uncertainty and confusion going. The universe will always deliver on clear commitment with no ambivalence, backdoors, negative what-if considerations, and compromises. Many of us carry patterns from other lifetimes that include a resistance to commitment based on loss of freedom, karmic situations, and abuse. To get beyond the instinctive, the instinctive fears of resistance, practice committing to being present in the moment. Commit to doing your best. Commit fully to whatever you happen to be doing at that time, Whatever eating, whether eating a meal, listening to someone, doing your laundry, walking to a destination. You are doing these things anyway. So practice your will aggression, and commitment as an energy that has a 100% forward motion without any back door. Notice all the times during your day what you, do some, what you do something automatically and that you never question the clarity of your actions. If you acknowledge these moments as commitments, you will gain a deeper certainty and willingness to put this level of commitment behind all of your tasks and projects. The other aspect of this month's theme is to pay attention to and work on the balance between the masculine and feminine. 
The third chakra is engaged this month as the masculine aspect of action, will, and the aggressive quality of moving forward. It is a good month to work on clearing the third chakra and anything that is in the way of your fully embracing your own positive aggression that helps you move towards what you want to manifest. If the feminine does not trust the masculine and the masculine is in resistance to the support and creativity of the feminine, your power to manifest is compromised. That is so powerful. Hold on. I'm going to read that one more time. If the feminine does not trust the masculine and the masculine is in resistance to the support and creativity of the feminine, your power to manifest is compromised. Wow. The two should be working together in harmony, and part of what is possible this month is to do some good healing on the masculine and its energies of will and aggression, so important to manifesting what you are committed to. So I'm just going to read a little bit of what she says is going to show up for us personally, and then we're going to talk a little bit about it. This is a great month to work on your self-esteem, your fears, the balance of your masculine and feminine, and any resistance to your own will and aggression. These all have to do with how you are willing and able to commit to something. We are not talking about a loss of freedom, but rather than gaining a freedom of choice. Once you choose, you experience the power of choice. If that choice does not manifest in a good way, you can always choose something else. The point is to make a choice as choice is an action step and will move you out of ambivalence, the enemy of manifesting. Wow. If you are a person that has always allowed others to choose for you, you never have to commit to a point of view a desire, decision, or personal need. There's no power in the fear that keeps you in that position. The fear can be a fear of disappointing someone else or being rejected for your choice or worse, being punished for your choice. If you can also be the fear, if, if it can also be the fear of being seen, being heard, and having to either deliver on your choice or take the consequences of your choice. Never fully committing to a choice does not give the universe enough of a message of what you want. This month is an opportunity to explore this idea and to examine where you are in the process of choice, commitment, manifesting, balance, resistance, and whether you feel stuck or confused. Some of you will have a great time this month as the energy finally gets moving. But for some, it will be an experience of questioning, growth, and possibly some hard decisions. Wow. So this is a very popular, I read this once before, but I'm reading it now like I haven't read it at all because there are some things that are really hitting me and, um, and, you know, making me think, and I hope that uh, that's happening with you as well and that you were inspired by this. So one of the things that I've discovered, um, I love this because, you know, I've really been thinking about commitment and what that really is and looking at my own business, how I'm moving, the people that are around me, if people are committed to, um, you know, to the process, to the work that we're doing. I've been thinking a lot about um, looking a lot and assessing my life. 
so one of the things, the place that I am is experiencing a lot of growth and questioning and possibly some hard decisions. I've made some very difficult decisions over the last few months. Um, and, and what I'm learning from making those decisions is it's no longer a point in time where we are really hemming and humming about who we are and what we're doing. Um, you know, at one point we were, I know for me, being in um, a religious organization when I was growing up, you know, and always being in this space where it's like, okay, you have to be kind, you have to be humble, you have to be this, you have to do that. But right now in this time and day and age and where we are, it's not really about that. I mean, you can be kind and you can be humble, but you really have to be true to yourself. So if you're being humble and kind instead of being true, that's not going to work and that's not a commitment. What they're calling for right now, what the universe is calling for, the creator is calling for, your soul is calling for, is truth. It's for you to be committed to you and the truth of who you are. Because as you are committed to you and the truth of who you are, then everything is going to roll from there. Everything is going to move from there. Everything is going to be revealed from there. So being in that space of being true to yourself is how you're going to serve others, is how you're going to create and manifest your desires. But if you're not being true to yourself, it's going to cause so much friction. And if your feminine side and your masculine side is not working together, it's such a huge example of that in our community right now. The feminine and the masculine is not working together. The feminine don't trust the masculine. The masculine is not trusting the feminine. And so nothing is really moving the way it can. So what we have to do is really begin to, because if you trust yourself, you trust others. If you don't trust you, you're not going to trust anyone else. It's up to you to make the decisions. I was talking to a really close friend of mine today. Uh, we've been friends for over 10 years, and we were having this conversation about heart work and about the heart and how it's important to really be tuned into your heart and open your heart in order to be able to to gauge things. And, and I said to her, I said, yeah, we need to open our heart and also engage our heart as well as engaging our third eye, which is our intuition, which is our spiritual vision. We need to be engaged in both places. We can't just be engaged in our heart and be opening our heart and walking around, you know, all inclusive. That Those days are over. Like I am one of the biggest, most all-inclusive people you'll ever meet. And what I'm finding with being that is even though I have my traffic light system, you know, it's a yellow light, it's a red light. A lot of my yellow lights have been turning red lately. And so my whole thing is now I have to be very selective with who I'm allowing to come into my space and be in my space because I'm on higher ground right now. And I'm on higher ground because I've worked to get there because I've climbed the mountain. It doesn't have anything to be, do with being guruish or anything like that. I'm on higher ground because I'm, I've climbed to higher ground. I've done the work to get to higher ground. And when you get to higher ground, you can't put people on your back and try to take them up the mountain with you. And so you have to be very selective. Make sure people are not up on the top of your higher ground trying to push you off. You know what I'm saying? you got to be very careful with that. And so engaging your third eye, your intuition, your spiritual vision, engaging your heart, because if your heart is shut down, you can't feel nothing anyway. It's one of the things I talked about with um, Kari Amber is that 
um, I really wanted to, I really had to engage my heart with her and share my work with her and share the gift of my work with her in order for her to start to reveal her gift. A lot of times people come and they're like, oh, my God, you know, you know, Kari has such a great working relationship, and, and we absolutely do, but it didn't start out that way. Like, we had to work for what we have, and a lot of times when people come into your space and you've worked so hard for every single thing you have, and they look at it like it was easy, like they can just come in and just usurp it, the work that you work for, and a lot of times, sometimes you work hard so that other people don't have to. There's always those instances. But sometimes people need to earn their way. They need to climb their own mountain so that they can get to higher ground. And when they get there, to be able to have gratitude for their higher ground and not be, you know, looking at you like, yeah, I climbed on your back, so what? So I'm really excited about this month and commitment. So what I'm going to um, um, ask each of you to do is really think about what is your commitment to yourself? When is the last time you made a commitment to yourself? And are you all in? This is something else I've discovered in the last few months. It's like I'm looking at people who are working um, around me or working with me, and I'm looking at them like, are they all in? to this, and really the truth of the matter is what I needed to be asking is, are they all in with themselves? Because if they're not all in with themselves, they're definitely not going to be all in with the vision, right? And so are you all in with yourself? Are you committed to your own personal growth and development? Are you committed to your own vision? Are you committed? committed to who you are, the truth of who you are, and being fully present in that. What are you committed to? Who are you committed to? And you can always answer those questions for yourself by looking around your life. Y'all know I always say, you know, don't say yes until you have proof of life. Right? And so proof of life is you look around, you say, yes, I'm committed to myself, and you look around your life and you see proof of that. You can see your commitment to yourself in your life. Or you can look around and see no proof of life, which is your commitment to everything but yourself, which means you're always struggling, always in lack, always trying to get validated or pleased or you know, try to, you know, get um, uh, impressed someone else. So that's not commitment to yourself. So if you want your life to be in the flow, you really want to be in the flow of things, then you want to get committed to yourself, to your own truth. And sometimes you may need to go on a journey of self-discovery to do that. A lot of times we don't want to do that. We don't want to go on that journey to self-discovery. We want to just, you know, we don't want to rock the boat. We want to just, ooh, just keep it right here. It's good right here. I just want to keep it right here. I don't care if it's a smoke screen. I don't care if it's an illusion. I just want to keep it right here. Well, 
that illusion and that smoke screen is going to clear up in a minute. It's going to be released in a minute because that's what smoke screens and illusions do. They don't last. Then you're going to have to deal with yourself or create another illusion and smoke screen, which means you up and down on the roller coaster. So if your life is a roller coaster up and down, up and down, then that means that you are dealing with illusions and smoke screens. And that may be what you're committed to. And if you're committed to that, then, you know, you want to look at it and say, okay, is this okay with me? Because if it's okay with you, it's okay with me. No judgment here. But if you're showing up and saying that's not okay with me, then you may need to do a journey of self-discovery. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. It doesn't matter. I have clients from 8 to 80 years old. We're always on a journey. I've been doing my personal growth and development work for over 30 years, and I'm still doing it, and I will be doing it until the day I die. Because I always want to be elevating and evolving, especially if I'm in a span of teaching, if I'm in a space of an educator. If I'm educating people on personal growth and development, then I need to keep growing myself. It's just like any other, you know, field that you're in. If you're doing, um, you know, a, a computer field, if you're in the IT field, things are always changing in that field with computers. So you have to keep up with the latest technology. Personal growth and development is no different. If you're saying you want to be in service to people, you want to help people, I hear that all the time. People always say, oh, I just want to help people, and I want to serve people. Okay, well, learn how to help and serve yourself. Because if you can't help and serve yourself and be committed to that, then how in the world are you going to help and serve others? Where's the framework? How do you even know how that whole thing looks or works? If you have no idea how to serve you, how to take care of you, how to love you, right? You can't take yourself out of the equation. (laughs) Now, if you've been self-serving the whole time and you've been all about you and loving you, then you may be required at this time to serve others because you've got that on lock. You've got the self-serving and I'm going to do me and that. You've done that for years. you got that on lock, you know, (laughs) and now the universe may be calling you to serve others. Because that's something that you need to do now and learn and practice and bring yourself into a balance. So it just depends on where you are. But everything, as the power path has said, is a choice. It's all a choice. It's up to you to choose what you want to do, where you want to be. And whatever you choose, that's what your life is going to show you. That's going to be your proof of life. That's going to be your journey. That's going to be your manifestation. And so that's the reason why we have these conversations, so that you can begin to manifest what you want. If you're not being what you want, then you won't be able to manifest it. You won't be able to align with it. And if you do just happen to align with it, then it's going to be, you know, by happenstance, and it's not going to be sustainable. So what we would love for you to have is a sustainable manifestation of your vision and dreams, a sustainable manifestation of yourself, the beautiful, blissful, 
amazing self that you are. That's what we would love for you to have and be. And so that's why we have this show and these conversations, because we want you to get your entire life. We don't want you to just have a good relationship and be broke. We don't want you to have a lot of money and a bad relationship. We don't want you to have a good relationship and bad health. You know, we truly believe on this show that you can have it all. And you should. And that is, when I say have it all, that is all that you desire. Whatever you desire for yourself. It's not about what the world says you have to have or what the world says you need to have. It's not about that. It's about what do you desire? What is your, what do you choose for yourself? What is your choice? People say, I hear people say all the time, is this what it meant to be? Yeah, because you didn't mean it to be. You didn't bring it into fruition. You didn't align yourself with it. Otherwise, you didn't do the work. Oh, it's not time because you didn't do the work, because you didn't synchronize with that. And and sometimes you don't know how to do that. And that's where you need to get support. Right? And so this is the, the most important thing right now in our community, in our world, is that, you know, we're learning to be supported. We did not come here to be isolated. We came here to be connected because we are connected and there's nothing we can do about it. Isolation doesn't even feel good. It doesn't even feel good to anybody, maybe for five minutes. But years and years of isolation, is, is you have to go literally, you have to go numb and shut your heart down to even be able to do that. But yet we've been able to do it with being anti-socially social, with social media. We're isolating ourselves. And we're, we have these pretend fabulosity lives where we're pretending that we're happy on, online. And people are hearting and liking. So we're like, oh, we got a lot of friends and people are hearting and liking. So we have a life, but yet we're isolated, sad, mentally ill, physically ill more than we've ever been. How is that possible? How are we supposedly happier than we've ever been on, you know, the anti-social social media, right? And we're sicker than we've ever been, mentally, physically, emotionally. Doesn't add up. So are we really committed to our lives and being authentic? and fully present with ourselves and those who are around us? Are we aware of how we're impacting others with how we're being? And that's what we're going to talk to you about today. It's so important. What I'm saying to you is so important, and not because I'm saying it, but because you want to live your entire life. You want to get your entire life. We get to a point where we used to live in a certain way. You know, we used to live in lack. If you're using that word, I'm used to this and I'm used to that, cut it out of your vocabulary because what you're saying is 
I don't want to grow and heal. I'm comfortable where I am. Comfort is the enemy of manifestation, in my opinion. So if you feel like you're not able to manifest and create what you want, are you too comfortable? Sometimes we have to leave a level of comfort to get uncomfortable, to move to a greater level of comfort. And then we get to that greater level of comfort, we enjoy it for a few minutes, and then we get uncomfortable again, and we grow, and we do the same thing over and over again. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful life. So I want you to think about it We're going to take a break And when we come back I'm going to bring uh, Kari Amber on And she's going to talk to you about Melaninomics Very excited about this But I want you to think about something What or who or what and who Are you committed to? Just want you to think about that as we go to break. What and who are you committed to? All right, you're listening to Get Your Entire Life with Milani Shani. We'll be right back. Too much on my mind. Too much on my mind. Too much on my mind. Here I am thinking again, all up in my brain. When I know I should get up and get out of bed, I gotta keep moving. But here I am, lost all up inside my brain.
Everybody wake up with Jill Scott. That was what I wake up. One of my favorite artists. I am Melani Shani, aka the Love Goddess, and you're listening to Get Your Entire Life. Love yourself by being yourself. For those of you who don't know, I'm the self love and relationships expert and life coach author. And I'm excited to be back with you tonight. If you clicked in and you want to call in to share your thoughts and ideas, you can at six five seven three eight three zero six nine eight once we open up the phone lines. But tonight our topic is Melaninomics, law number one, being, and we have a special guest with us tonight. One of my favorite people in the world, our guest is Kari Amber, the millennial goddess. I'm so delighted to have Kari here tonight. Um, She's such a gem. She's brought, you know, my legacy to life um, by recording my work um, in such a beautiful way. She's an author. She's the author of the Milani Namas blog. She's a writer, artist, and a powerful healer. Love Tribe, please send some love and energy to my baby girl, Kari Amber Shani. Kari, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, love. Hey, thank you for having me on your show. Yes, I'm gonna need you to speak up. Don't be talking like no, no like no no baby. We talked about that. Speak up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you for being here. We're so excited that you're here. We've created this show, um, you know, um, about Melaninomics and really dedicated to the millennials and inspiring them. Um, because, you know, you've been inspired um, through your writings of Melaninomics and your mentoring. So, Kari, tell the Love Tribe just a little bit about yourself um, before we jump in. Um, So, uh, my name is Kari, Kari Ambershani, and um, I have been working with Milani, working, really been um, mentored by Milani for the past uh, three and a half years, like she said earlier, and um, I... I came to her because, or really she came to me when I was at a point in my life where I was feeling very lost and um, directionless. I had a lot of ideas, but I wasn't sure 
what to do with them or how to get where I wanted to go. And so when I met Milani, everything really began to change because she taught me all these different things that I really had no access to otherwise. So um, what she's taught me has really inspired me to be able to share this with other people my age because I know it can be very difficult to, you know, access elders or, you know, spiritual development, that kind of thing that is um, real and authentic. And so I really wanted to um, share what I've learned with everyone else so they can, they too can have the opportunity to um, change if they want to or change something in their lives. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so I just wanted to uh, thank you for all of the, uh, all of my work that you've actually brought to life. Um, Kari is a graphic artist um, and an artist, period. She paints and writes, and it's just been a blessing for me in the last three and a half years. She's um, assisted me and, and supported me in writing my book, which, you know, I was at a loss when she came along to do that. Uh, we've actually accomplished so much in the last 365 days. We've written, I think we have now four books. We have one, uh, my book, which is Notes to Self, and then um, we have three journals that we've written. We also opened a um, the Activate You Now University, online university, created sacred scrolls. We have affirmation cards. We've done several workshops and retreats. It's been really amazing. It's beautiful when you um, synchronize with someone who is um, come to support and be supported when the laws of reciprocity are in play. And I've been asking and praying and meditating for someone to come and assist me and support me in getting my work out of my head. And that's the thing that Kari did for me. And I think Kari had been praying for someone to come and help her and give her direction. And so we were able to meet. And what I was talking to uh, my friend about today was that I had to open my heart up and give my gift to Kari in order for her to reveal her gift. And every day she's revealing more and more of her gift because of that. She didn't just by osmosis come in and start helping me. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is that there's work to be done. There's a mountain to be climbed before you get to higher ground. You can't just come in and be like, oh, you know, somebody's done all the work here, so I'm going to come in and usurp without doing anything. And no, you can't do that. So what we did was we worked together for over three years, and the last year, this last year has been a powerful display of the, the personal work, growth, and development that we've done together. And out of that work we've done together, um, Kari birthed Melaninomics. So, Kari, what is Melaninomics and who is it for? So, um, Melaninomics uh, literally means uh, the laws of Milani, and it is for the laws of Milani Shani. And it is, it really started off as a blog um, on WordPress, just a collection of different things that I had been learning that I wanted to be able to kind of archive for myself to go back and read and for anyone else who may have been dealing with something similar that could also go and read it and, you know, get inspired and maybe do something different based on what I had experienced. Um, and it really is for people, young people, millennials, people my age, because one thing, one, the what really, really um, 
inspired me and pushed me the most um, out of all of Melanomics and everything that I've learned is that before before I met before I met you, Milani, you know, my experience of like spiritual work and you know, changing your life, it was all very conceptual and it was all based on um, you know, doing doing certain things, you know, the hotep thing, being vegan, saying affirmations, and I would see people doing these things and their lives were still the same. And so I was very frustrated and I was convinced that none of it had any um any merit, that none of it really worked. And so Malinonics is for young people to show them how they can make things really work in their lives, how they can make um, real change and uh, and not just the illusion of change, not just adapting things, not just taking on different things that make it look like you're changing, but really creating real change that is true and solid. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I remember the first time that you came to me um with it, you said, um, I created a blog that's called Melaninomics. And I was like, well, what in the world is Melaninomics? And you were really excited about it, and you talked about, you know, talking about it, and then you came and let me read this first law that we're going through now. And that was how long ago? About two years ago? Yep, 2017, April 2017. Wow, yeah. So that was like two years ago. And um, I was really excited because I was like, wow, you're writing down. And so when I started reading the law of being, I was like, it is really amazing. And I think this was the first time I started to realize that that Kari Amber was actually um, recording um, my work, like recording the things that I had told her, and it was actually in writing. So I was I was really excited about the fact that she had received so much that she wanted to record it, write it down, and share it. But I was also very intrigued by the fact that she called it, you know, Melaninomics. So you basically just wrote Melaninomics initially for your own archives for you to go back and read. And then if anyone else just happened to read it, then, you know, it was there for them as well. Yes. And it's also, it's funny because, um, the way my notes came about, I was sitting in uh, the Georgia State University Library. I was supposed to be doing my homework, but I was um, <laughs> messing around with, like, different blog ideas because I wanted to write something because um, I had just recently quit working on this other blog where I was writing about music because I wasn't inspired. I wasn't really feeling that anymore. Um, and so I was thinking about different things I could write about. And then I thought about Melanomics, and I was like, that is so cool because I was really, that's, I really wanted to write the most about what my experience had been and what my, you know, what I had been learning because that's what I was, had been the most passionate about um, ever since I really came here. And so um, uh, when I got the idea, I was so excited. I almost peed on myself, but I could not uh, get up (laughs) from the table because I didn't want anyone to steal my laptop or anything. But, you know, I worked it out, but I was so excited. I was like, this has to be something because I I just, it was just so incredible, that feeling that I had when, when I came to like, oh, Melania, I'm going to write about this. It's going to be this blog. And I wrote like 60 different topics that I wanted to write on. And, you know, I, I really, I really love Melania, and I'm really 
um, grateful that I've been able to uh, have this idea that is a tribute to you, Malai, and everything that you've taught me, and it also kind of pays forward into other people. Wow. So you have an introduction to Milani Namas. Would you read that to us? Yes. So welcome to Melaninomics. And so Melaninomics is where the head and the heart come to meet. Um, and so like I said earlier, I've been um, personal assistant and uh, in service to Milani Shani for, you know, past three, uh, three and a half years. And I have been given the opportunity every day to change, grow, and transform from the inside out. And being with Milani, her wisdom has really nurtured and cultivated and challenged me to show up more, more to show up more of who I am every single day. And um, this blog, Milanomics, the whole thing, really is a tribute to her tireless love and support and time that she has taken to pour into me um, in so many different ways. And my intention is for Milanomics to touch the lives of millennials and young people around the world to give them the inspiration needed to create real solid change and healing in their lives. Wow. Powerful. So I'm about to get choked up up in here, but I'm going to keep it together. Okay. And thank you so much for honoring me in this way. It truly is an honor. Honor. Wow. So, okay. So, uh, so the law, uh, the first law that um, Akai Amber created was the law of being. That was law number one. So um, tell us about law number one. Okay, so um, would you like me to read it first? You want me to give you like a quick, uh, yeah, quick you summary? Mm-hmm. You can read okay. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so law number one being. And with every blog post, I started with a quote. So this, the quote that went along with this post was, as a man changes his own nature, so does the attitude of the world change towards them. This is the divine mystery supreme, and that's by Mahatma Gandhi. I used to consider myself to be a very heady person. That is, I only gravitated to tangible self-improvement practices. If it had an eHow article, I was on top of it. I read How to Be Hot at least 20 times between middle and high school. Every summer, I had a list of goals to fulfill that I hope would bring me closer to the brilliant, attractive, and magnetic person I always dreamed of being. These goals were relatively repetitive. One, grow out hair. Two, get rid of acne. Three, work out a lot and get abs. All my life, I focused on doing a bunch of stuff to eventually achieve the outcome I desired. When I established some spiritual daily practices in college, they became more complex and tedious as time went on. Before I knew it, I was meditating twice a day for at least 30 minutes, writing out affirmations, reflecting on what I was grateful for, and journaling whenever I found the time. All my practices and inner work were very much tangible. However, I was not seeing the results. And so Milani used to host these um, manifestation circles for me and my family. And so in these circles, she um, had us visualize our intentions and our dreams and then we would bring back positive evidence of what we had created to show that we had some proof of life, that we were really manifesting. And um, I never had anything to bring back because I wasn't really doing the work. I was, you know, doing stuff, but I was not being. Um, and so I kept getting frustrated every time I came back 
into the circle and she would ask, you know, what's your positive evidence? And I said, you know, I don't have anything. So um, I was meditating one day and I had an epiphany. And during this epiphany, I realized that I was, you know, meditating, praying, affirming, but I was not really focused on how I was being. So being is what creates change in our lives. When we focus on how we are being in each moment, real transformation happens. Being is not a tangible concept. It is not quantitative or qualitative. I was so focused on doing that I wasn't being. Let me explain. Before I had my meditation-induced epiphany, I would say a few affirmations in the morning, usually around money, and go on throughout my day speaking, thinking, and embodying the very lack I affirmed against that morning. It is not enough to say affirmations or meditate and go on with your regular day. You must embody who you desire to be in every single moment. The greatest, most enthralling version of yourself is not off in the distant future. It's not a few workshops and self-help books away. It's right now. You can be your best self, your highest self, right now. Society and capitalism would have us think that our best selves come after our goals. They teach us the phrase, I'll be happy when. Really, we have access to our best selves in every moment. When we are being, we are embodying that which we desire to be right now. With this realization, I thought of life like training to build muscle. Affirmations and meditation were the equivalent to healthy eating and drinking water. Essential to my progress, but not the most important factor in my success. In order to build muscle, I had to actually work out. Working out is the hard part. That's why people avoid it. It challenges you and reveals trauma and shadow behavior you previously weren't aware of. Working out, in this case, was being fully present with myself in every single moment so I could watch my thoughts and correct my behavior when I got triggered. Malani Shani often says, everything begins and ends with me, meaning the totality of our experiences and what we attract in life is based on our internal environment. By doing a bunch of stuff, I never got to the meat of my circumstances. I never understood why and how I was creating patterns of lack and scarcity in my life. For whatever reason, I hadn't really grasped the concept that I was creating my own reality. I knew that intellectually, but I still continued to perpetuate the same negative patterns. My first challenge in being rather than doing came in an, in an unlikely scenario, the grocery store. I tagged along with my mom and went to an aisle to grab a bag of veggie meat. As I stood in front of the glass door browsing the selection, my attention peeked at a, gla- at a bag of veggie chicken strips. The price, however, immediately dismantled my excitement. A voice on my head said quietly, I shouldn't get that one. It's, it's too expensive. Let me get this cheap one over here. Now, remember, this is the frozen food aisle. The bag of veggie chicken strips was really only $2 more than the cheapest bag that they had. Logic, however, is usually not present in triggered situations. Before, I would have felt a wave of disappointment and quietly picked the cheapest bag of veggie meat available. That was when I was doing. This time, I stayed fully present with my feelings. When I felt disappointment, I checked in with myself to see what the disappointment was about. I then discovered I believe we couldn't afford the veggie meat that was $2 more. After I made this discovery, I asked myself, is it really a solid fact that we can't afford this? No, of course not. Is not being able to afford this happening right now, or did it just happen in the past? The past. 
So why am I letting the memory of a past, no longer happening event ruin my experience of veggie chicken strips right now? That's a good question. Through my encounter with the food trigger, I learned that I had been living on autopilot. If I hadn't been focused on being, I would have acted in accordance with the past experience. I thought about different areas of my life where I lived on autopilot. When I went to parties, I took up residence in the corners and on the couches. I was on autopilot, reacting to a past experience of feeling inadequate and unimportant. I didn't even realize that I didn't have to choose to feel that way anymore. But when you're on autopilot, when you're stuck in a cycle of doing, choice is an unfamiliar concept. I could have simply became present to how I was feeling, realized being inadequate and unimportant wasn't necessarily true, and then choose to enjoy the party. Being liberates you from the past. It also liberates you of predictions of the future. Being can only happen in this very moment. Being reminds you that in every moment, you can choose something new. Every single moment is an opportunity to be new and to embody your best self. You don't have to choose the past. When you choose to react to something the way you've always reacted, you continue to perpetuate that cycle in your life. If you continue to react to your perception of lack, then you will always attract more lack. If you continue to react to your perception of inadequacy, you will always attract people, places, and relationships that will make, quotation marks, you feel inadequate. When you realize lack and inadequacy are concepts that do not exist in divine mind and are only distorted, fear-based perceptions of your own divinity, you are free. So we're going to stop right there, and then we're going to come back because Connie Amber also gives us do-it-yourself exercises that we can work on in order to um, to create more being um, in this law. So, I mean, so much was said there, so wise, so much wisdom um, for you to be, you know, in the space where you are. So do you feel like that was like your positive evidence um, that you saw in your life that you were uh, thinking less in lack, or were there other positive evidences that you experienced as you practiced the law of being? Um, definitely that I was I was I was feeling a lot less in lack. Um that was mm-hmm. also around the time of my uh twentieth birthday and I had this mm-hmm. whole manifestation thing. I was like I wanna manifest five hundred dollars so I can go out and have a really good time on my birthday. And it actually happened because um <laughs> you know, you gave me the human design reports to do. I started doing those and we had like so many of them. And I was really focused on being, I was like, I never said the word broke, it never came out of my mouth. I always just focused on the abundance around me and being grateful. So it really was amazing to me that I was able to create that. It seemed not, not it wasn't necessarily easy, but it was a lot simpler than I ever imagined it could be. Yeah. So I love what you said um, you were doing all this stuff, meditating, praying, affirming, but how are you being? Like that was very powerful when you said that. And how did you start to to work with like the being of it? Like, okay, so I'm doing all this stuff, but am I really embodying that? Because you also talked about that as well, like embodying um, you know, being, and you talked about how when you did the affirmations and everything, then you would go throughout the day 
and be lack, be be doing exactly the opposite of what you meditated. So how did you begin to 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 make that switch? So um, I started really just like paying attention to what I was thinking about and how I was feeling throughout the day. Um, and just really noticing how I was like, uh, like being at the grocery store, like in all these uh, scenarios that usually I just be, you know, unconscious or not really paying attention. I'll be like, Hmm, how do I feel about this? Or how, what am I thinking about this? Um, like I would, I, I used to have this really, really huge problem with spending money where um, I would almost have like an anxiety attack if I spent like $20 mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like so, so stingy and so cheap. And, you know, I'm still um, not the most least stingy person on planet earth, but it is a lot better. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But um like with that, I had to really become conscious of the fact that every time I wanted to go spend money, I would get really anxious and scared. And so I had to ask myself, well, why am I getting anxious and scared so that I could shift that to be something that reflected me knowing that I'm prosperous. So I had to shift that to, you know, even though I'm scared of spending money, because I choose to believe and embody the fact that I am prosperous and I am abundant. I'm going to be generous and spend my money generously anyway and know that to kind of show myself that that's the truth. So at first I was, you know, not really always in this place where I could feel that way. But I know you always say to do things afraid. Um, If you're afraid, just Mm -hmm. do them afraid. So I would just start doing them, Mm -hmm. um, even if I wasn't really feeling it. And then the more I did, the more I became comfortable with it. And I would see, like, positive evidence. So I got more inspired and committed to doing that, to um, really being. But it really just took me um, paying attention in every moment, you know, just listening to my thoughts, listening to, um, you know, watching how I was reacting to certain things and kind of asking myself, you know, why am I doing that? Or, you know, what, what, what am I thinking about? How is this impacting? How is what I'm thinking about? impacting the choices that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that. And I love that you were committed to it. One of the things I know for sure, because I went through the process with you over the last three and a half years, is your commitment to personal growth and development. You didn't have a great understanding of what all of that meant. Like you said, when you came, it was all conceptual. Like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Why is it not working? That was your whole thing. But you really, like, buckled down and committed to it. And I think that speaks to why you've had so much uh, success in growth. That's amazing. So you spoke about uh, what we talk about, everything begins and ends with me. How has your understanding of this grown since you first started working with this law? So um, when I first when I first met you and um, you you were repeating that phrase the affirmation, I really my first instinct was to try and Google it because I had no clue what it could have meant. I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like I didn't even have the framework to process it, and I did try and Google it and I did not get anything. So I was like, Google will not help me in this situation. <laughs> Wait, listen, Love Tribe, I have to laugh at this because I'm telling you, Kari Amber Googles everything. Like, <laughs> and I think that's a millennial thing. Like, it's like they Google and YouTube everything. It's like, I know that Google knows this. 
So that is so hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so when I wrote when I wrote this law, um, I had like a I had like a a small understanding of it. I really still didn't really understand it, but I felt like I was in a special place when I wrote this because everything kind of made sense. Um, but now thinking about everything begins and ends with me, um, I think about it um, in terms of everything can be sourced back to me. And um, even now that is still, it's still growing and it, the understanding of it is always growing because I still sometimes feel challenged by taking ownership and really seeing how I'm responsible for certain things that happen in my life. But one thing um, that really expanded my mind was something that happened a couple of weeks ago when we were in that uh, we were in that car accident, and you were saying that um, you were asking and talking about, you know, well, how did I create this? What was I doing? What were my thoughts? What was I saying? I was like, dang, it really goes down to like. Like everything that always happens, you're always going down to what did I say? What did I, what, what was I thinking about? What was my energy? And then you always come back with, okay, it was this, 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 and this. And I was like, dang, is it really that like specific? Like, so that is still <laughs> something I have to think about. Like, it really is that specific. Like, there's always something that sources back to me that is responsible for everything that's happening in my life. So now, whenever things are happening, um, even like small trivial things, like I see a, a certain topic on social media or, you know, I'm talking to a friend and we happen to talk about something that we, that I talked about um, or we talked about in one of the classes like last week. Now I'm finding more meaning in those things. And really um, I feel like it helps me to see the bigger picture. Everything begins and ends with me. Helps me to see the bigger picture and connect more to um, what the lesson is and what a spirit could be out there doing and teaching because that's always something I see you do is you always connect the dots and connect everything back to the bigger picture and what you're being, what you're learning and what you are mastering in that moment. Yes. I always, I believe in taking full responsibility um, and I'm committed to holding myself accountable for my life. I know a lot of people um, you know, like to blame other people for their lives and what's going on with them, you know, and it's okay to speak on it. Like if you think that someone has impacted you, you have to speak on it. Like you can't hold that in and not speak on it and let the person know how they impacted you if they're open, you know, because it may be able to shift something for them and maybe not, but for you to say it and speak it is healing. But the thing is, is that still taking full responsibility for your own healing and committed to holding yourself accountable for whatever it is that's going on in your life. Just because you've been impacted don't mean you can blame other people, right? So you've been impacted by it. You want to talk about the impact because we're human, we're emotional. We want to talk about, especially women, we want to talk about how we've been impacted, what happened, how that felt, all of that. That is very, very important. You have to put a voice to it. It's the only way that you're going to heal it is let it have a voice. Let that pain, let that impact, let that frustration, whatever it is, let it have a voice. That's why it's very, um, for me personally, I don't, I'm not going to be in community with people who don't want to listen. You know, they just want to glaze over stuff, act like it never happened, don't want to talk about it. 
just that, you know, we just act like it never happened and keep it moving. No, that doesn't work for me personally. Some people that might work for, but we need to talk about it. You know, we don't have to have a long, drawn-out conversation, but we do want to talk about how each other was impacted so we can move forward. So taking a, a responsibility for every single thing and holding and being committed to holding yourself accountable is so important and giving voice to how you were impacted is also very important because a lot of times we leave that part out or we only do that part. So it's like, oh, I'm going to tell you how you impacted me, but I'm not going to take responsibility or I'm going to take responsibility and I'm not going to share how I was impacted. So if I'm still in relationship with you, it's going to be ugly. I'm going to have my heart shut down. I'm not going to trust you because I haven't talked to you. And that's really, in my opinion, that is the biggest breach of trust is when a person can't give voice to how they feel like they've been impacted. It's a huge breach of trust. And so when you have trust in a relationship, you don't want to keep breaching, rebuilding, breaching, rebuilding, right? And so you just want to let the person or let yourself speak how you feel you were impacted. It's not, and don't take it personal. It's not about, oh, you did this, you did that. It's like, this is how it felt to me, right? And all of that has to do with how we're being, because if we never get to give voice to how we're impacted, then we're going to be shut down in certain areas. It's like we're not going to trust people. We're going to be walking around on eggshells or guarded with big fences and walls and steel gates up. Nobody can get in or nothing can get out. Who wants to walk around like that? You want to be open-hearted. You want to have your heart fully engaged with your third eye and your intuition, your spiritual vision engaged. You want to have your voice, your throat engaged so you can have powerful relationships. It's not a powerful relationship if you can't talk. It's weak. And as soon as it hits a bump or two, it's going to be a wrap. So you want to build powerfully strong relationships. And that's why we're talking about the the law of being. What Kari Amber is talking to us about is how we're going to build powerful relationships by being authentic and true, engaging those three areas, our heart, our throat, our, our third eye, and, of course, our divine, you know, divine connection. When you have all of those things engaged, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. So, Kari Amber, how did being shift your perspective on spirituality and shift what it means to you to do your personal work? How did all that change for you when you began to learn more about how to be rather than do? Um. So all of that began to change because it, so it began to change because I realized that everything was really about um, intention and energy and um, what how I was being more so than what actions I was taking. Because for a long time, I, you know, would go through these things where I'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, changing my life or, you know, I'm changing my style or whatever. And I would go buy all new clothes, I'd change my hairstyle, dye my hair. You know, and on the outside, I would look like a different person. But on the inside, I would still be doing the same things, having the same reactions. 
And so I realized that um, with this law, that all that I was doing, just trying to change the outside, wasn't working because, you know, it just, I, it wasn't impacting, it wasn't tapping into what was going on inside. And I also looked at spirituality like that. I looked at it at, you know, based on what was happening on the outside, like head wraps and incense and the aesthetics of it versus the energy of it and what people really used it for and how powerful it could be. And um, one thing I really learned is that you can't, well, not that you can't, but for me it was very difficult um, to learn anything about personal growth and development and spirituality off of the Internet because I had to learn it from you, Melanie, had to learn it from an elder, from a guy that really knows what they're talking about and who is authentic and has done their work because I feel like, um, like you always say, it can like it penetrates people because the the energy is there to make that connection versus, you know, me trying to go online to like Google, you know, how to be spiritual. I do the things that they have on the list. They're not going to work for me because I don't have that energy. So even though I'm doing, you know, what's on the list or what I think is spiritual, what I think is going to help me grow, you know, reading books, going to workshops, if I'm not being that, if I'm not um, in the right energy and have the uh, intentions that are in alignment, then nothing's going to change, even though I'm doing what looks like the, to be the right thing. Yeah, that's a beautiful point, too, because I tell people, you know, when you read books and you're, like, watching people on the Internet and stuff like that, I mean, you know, some things can be affected depending on where you are in your journey, but a lot of times, everything will still be conceptual to you. Like it's a concept. It's like Kari talked about. You'll be walking around talking and meditating and calling words, but if you're not literally shifting your action, how you're moving, how you're being, how you're showing up, which I don't know how you get that from, you know, from uh, uh, um, uh, um, something that's out here, you know, if you're not really um, – um, exchanging energy so that you understand what the being of it is, then everything is just a concept. So a lot of times people are walking around, um, you know, disappointed because they're feeling like I'm doing all this work and, you know, nothing's changing. And the truth of the matter is you're not really doing the work. It's almost like I talked about earlier about um, walking up the mountain to higher ground. So in order to get to higher ground up to the top of the mountain, I actually have to climb the mountain. Like I literally have to go and get on the, you know, on the mountain, climb the rocks and do the work and sweat and, and, and hope that I don't fall and go through all the fears and all that stuff before I get to the top. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe. And I got my arms out and I'm like, yeah, I made it. So that's climbing. But when you're doing conceptually, you're standing at the bottom of the mountain, like walking around the mountain, like I am walking around the mountain. <laughs> you know, the concept is I can see the top of the mountain, right? I don't really need to be up on the mountain. I, I don't need to be up on the mountain to feel like I'm on higher ground. Like I feel high just walking around the mountain. You know, that's the concept. That's a conceptual. And a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it. Like they're literally walking around the mountain, looking up, saying, I'm on the high ground. I'm up there. I, I know I am. And it's, in a, it's an illusion. You haven't done the work. 
you're looking up on the top of the mountain, you're walking around the mountain, you may be even feeling on the mountain. You may be talking to the mountain like, oh, you're so pretty, and all your rocks are nice, and I like that. And it's really pretty at the top of the mountain. But you're not doing the work. You're not climbing. Right? And so the only way you're going to get that blissful, euphoric feeling is to climb and get to higher ground. And sometimes that climb is fearful. You know, if you're afraid of heights and you get on that mountain, you start climbing up, all your fears are going to come up. And this is what we're talking about when you're really turning your conceptual personal work into practice and real-time personal work. It's like every fear you have is going to be confronted. Every, you know, pain you have is going to be confronted. Every past thing you have is going to be confronted. And the truth of the matter is, is that if you um, have the right support, you're going to be able to move through that and get to the other side. Right? And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to sit with it and, 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 and you know, and and be with the fear and, and, and be in it and, you know, going through it all over again. You don't even have to do that. But you have to be willing and committed to doing whatever it takes for your own healing. Your healing is not coming by osmosis. It's coming by doing the work. And I always tell Kari, it's not about perfection. It's about progress. Perfection is never our goal. We don't need to be perfect but we need to be progressing because practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Perfection is not possible, right? We don't need to strive for that. Perfectionists are some of the most stressed out people I know. And a lot of times, some of the most procrastinating people that I know, because they can't never get it perfect. So they never get it done or finished or, you know, because it's, it's not perfect. Right? And so we don't, we don't strive for perfection. We strive to continue to progress, to continue to practice, to continue to grow. So very good, Kari. Tell us about the do-it-yourself exercise that we can do to practice this law of being. Okay, so the do-it-yourself exercise is for one whole day, pay attention to what you react strongly to and identify why your reaction is so intense. Um, And then ask yourself questions to gain clarity on whether this is a present or past-based feeling. Um, You can ask yourself things like, is this happening right now? Um, or is okay, this true? Going fast, your speed. Sorry. Slow down. Sorry. It's okay. okay. Is this happening? Start there. Yes. Is this happening right now? Is this true? Um, is this likely to happen again in the future? And if it is a past-based feeling, recognize that the situation where the feeling or memory originated is no longer happening. And if it's a present-based feeling, Recognize that it does not necessarily have to be the absolute truth of who you are or of what is happening. And then for both past and present-based feelings, follow up your identification and recognition of them with an I I am affirmation to counter them. And then be fully present so 
When you notice the trigger pop up again, you can correct the thought by saying cancel or delete and then acting in accordance with your desires and intentions and vision for yourself. Okay, if you want to do this do-it-yourself exercise, we're going to give you um, the blog uh, information for Kari Amber's blog. So you can go and read this law and other laws that she's um, uh, posted, and we'll be going through those laws every third Monday. Um, And so if you didn't get the whole exercise, it's okay. We're going to give you the blog so you can go to the blog and actually read and do the exercise. Um, So Kari, where are you with this today? Where so, are you with this law today? So today, I it's funny because um, when I look back on this law, I was laughing at myself because this was, at the time, it was a huge revelation for me. But I was like, I was just talking about practicing. Like, it was <laughs> just the most basic concept, like, do your work and really practice. At the time, it was so huge to me because I had been some, spent so much time pretending to practice and like, you know, making it look like I was doing something. Um, and I also thought like what you were talking about earlier, like um, your healing and change is going to happen by osmosis. I thought that mm-hmm. um, if I pray to God enough or talk to the universe or did or said different things, that they're just going to do the work for me. Like if I just said mm-hmm. I am rich enough, Money is just going to fall into my lap. I don't have to, like, really do anything. Um, So today I have not fully integrated with, you know, really practicing and being everything. I still find that um, when I'm going in and wanting to do something new or different or really focus in on something, my first approach is usually, like, doing stuff. Like, um, one thing I've been focused on a lot these past couple weeks has been excellent. I was like, I want to be, I, I desire to be excellent and do my best in every single thing that I'm doing. And so, of course, when I, like the first day, I was like, okay, I'm going to be excellent today. And I was really trying to be perfect because I felt like I was terrorizing myself because I would do something <laughs> and I look at it and be like, that's not your best. Look at this. This is, this corner is folded over and you can flatten that out and that could look differently. So I spent like 30 minutes trying to make it look like my best work, but I was just really like frustrated and stressed out and still making a bunch of mistakes. So I was like, this, what is the point to this? Um, and so the next day I was just kind of thinking about how I was feeling and what I had done. And I was like, you know what? I was really just trying to be perfect because I was stressed out and um, still, and I was trying to make an impact I was trying to be like, okay, I want to show Milana that I'm excellent instead of just being excellent. <laughs> so I was trying to right. create this visual mm-hmm. and not really being the visual, so I was making all these mistakes. So Milana's like, this is not your best. And I'm like, but I tried. But I was really just trying to put on something, just trying to do stuff. And so and the next day I was like, okay, well, let me let me get into this whole being thing. So I was just affirming uh, to myself I am excellent and I just noticed how, what that felt like and it just felt like like gold and diamonds and like this um, <laughs> like powerful feeling of like humility but also like respect and strength and I was like okay yeah that's that's it and so I noticed that when I was kind of in that feeling I would get different ideas or inspirations on how I could do something better 
or do something differently. And um, then it no longer became necessary to be like, does Malaya know I'm being excellent? Because I just felt really, really good about what I was doing. And so I was like, this is it, because I felt more confident about what I was, what I was putting out and not stressed out or frustrated and also not, you know, putting in half my effort. So I started out um, just trying to do different things, change my physical action without changing how I felt on the inside and my intentions. But then when I came back the next day, I was like, I, that was all, that was way off. And so I changed it and came from like the feeling place first and then allowed the action and the doing part to come out of the feeling and the being. Yes, yes, yes. I love this part because this is something that I've been talking to uh, Kari Amber about for a long time. It's like being excellent because that's what you choose because that's what you want, not because you want to impress someone. And so that was very important because, you know, Kari Amber, like a lot of people, would be impersonators of change. That's what I call people who are, like, pretending to change because they're trying to impress you or make you feel a certain way. And it's like, I'm never going to, like, that, don't, I don't need to be impressed. It's not about impressing. It's about really being your authentic self. And your authentic self is excellent. You know, it is excellent. And so I, you know, I talk to her all the time just about doing her best. If you do your best, then I can't ask for anything more than that. It's just your best. But you do your best because you want to, because you choose to, because that's who you are, not because you want kudos and big ups from somebody, because one day you may not get that. You may not get big ups and kudos. I don't often get big big ups and kudos for the work that I do. So what if I was attached to that? If I was attached to getting big ups and kudos, I would never do anything. So the thing is, is you don't want to be in a space where you're so attached to people validating you and giving you big ups and kudos that you can't do anything unless that's happening. Right? Because it takes away from your natural ability to be excellent. And your natural ability will create that container that Kari Amber talked about earlier, which is that container where she said, I just want to say, I'm rich and I'm rich. That can happen if you have the right vibrational container that supports that. And the right vibrational uh, container that would support that is excellent. Right? It's being true to yourself, just being authentic, not an impersonator of change. I cannot tell you how many people that I've met that are impersonators. They just impersonate change. It's like I'm going to pretend that I'm changing and nobody's going to notice. Really? In this transparency that we're in right now, everybody notices. But you know what the problem is? Only one or two people are going to speak on it. So the impersonators keep impersonating because they don't think anybody noticed. And because it's only one or two people speaking on it, they don't even honor that. They don't even look at that. Oh, it's just them talking about it. it, it nobody else said anything. Wow. So they continue to be impersonators. Right? And so we don't want to impersonate change so we can get kudos and big ups 
or so we can try to impress somebody or make somebody feel some kind of way because that's not going to last. It's not consistent. It's not sustainable. But your own personal excellence, because that's who you are, that's how you roll, that's your authentic, natural way, then you get to vibrate at a higher level and manifest whatever you desire. And create whatever you desire. That's the powerful thing about being excellent, operating in excellence, doing your best every time just because that's how you roll, because that's you. That's how you naturally show up, excellent. It's not pressure for you. It's natural for you. Showing up in excellence is natural for me. I love it. Doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. I do. I'm human. But I do my best. No matter where I am, no matter who I'm with, no matter what I'm doing, it's always my best. I'm putting forth my best effort. And if that's not okay or good enough for some people, it's okay because I know that I did my best. And I don't need the big ups and kudos. If if it's there, it's wonderful. I honor it. If it's not, that's wonderful too. I honor that as well. Powerful points. So, Amber Shani, can you tell everybody um, your blog information and website information for Milani Nomics? Yes. So, Milani Nomics is, you can read it online at www.malaninomics, that's M-A-L-A-N-E-N-O-M-I-C-S dot wordpress.com. Okay, so everyone, that's Malaninomics, M-A-L-A-N-E-N-O-M-I-C-S at wordpress.com. So, Kai Amber, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with the Love Tribe tonight? Um, my final thought is it's actually, so when you're sharing the power path and you're talking about, um, masculine and feminine and balancing that out, I thought about, um, how you said that, uh, doing and being in action is more masculine and then being is more feminine. And, um, I was just thinking about the importance of just balancing those two out and, um, being in a space of being first and then the action or what you're supposed to do comes out, comes out of the being. But starting off with action, with trying to do different stuff, um, can be like really draining and frustrating because you're spending all this energy um, trying to get things to happen on the outside instead of starting Mm. first on the inside. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. Well, okay, so we have a few minutes left, so I'm going to open up the phone lines if anybody wants to call in and ask any questions or share your views on the law of being or uh, with Tari Amber, you want to share your views with her or questions, you can call in at 657-383-0698 and you just want to press 1 so we know that you want to um, um, talk or make a comment. So, um, Kai, thank you so much for being here. You did an awesome job. Like, Love Tribe, send some love energy um, towards Kai Amber. This is her first time being here on the show. And we're working towards her doing her own YouTube channel and 
really coming out to bring these laws out to millennials and people who um, she wants to really touch other people's lives with what she's learned. So I'm so proud of you, love. You did an amazing, amazing job. Thank you so much for being excellent today. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. I love you, and thank you so much for coming on. We don't have any callers today, so we're going to go ahead and end the show, but I'm going to bid you goddess blessings, and thank you so much for being here, and then I'm going to complete the show. So thank you, love. Love you. Okay. Love you, too. Thank you. Okay, love tribe. Kyrie Amber, just an amazing spirit. Um, Please do go and um, read her blog and leave her some comments as to, you know, how you felt about her blog. It's MelaniNamis.wordpress.com. Dot com. So what a beautiful um, show this was. I'm so proud of her, so proud of the work that she's done. When she first came to me with the Melanonomics, I was feeling some kind of way, and I was like, wow, this is interesting, you know, because I didn't know what she was doing. But when I read that first law, I was like, wow, I was really in awe of her and, you know, just what she's created based on what she's learned. So I'm so excited um, to see what, what what's going to be happening um, in her life as she moves forward and begins to use her voice and open her heart and connect and engage. So um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. I'm going to leave you with a final thought um, from the com. This is what um, Lena has to say about this week that is September 17th through the 23rd. She says, all systems are go is the theme during this time, and hopefully you have worked enough with your resistance to will, aggression, and your own masculine to take advantage of the dynamic and active support for manifesting available. There is great potential during this time to bring in something more expansive and see results of stretching your imagination, inspiration, and creativity. New ideas are just around the corner with an invitation to commit to something you may have never imagined before. This is also a time you will be rewarded for using your intuition rather than any rational and limited thought process. Focus on beauty as a way to keep your imagination and spiritual inspiration moving forward as the need to have good boundaries against the collective negativity grows. One of your commitments should be to not be critical and judgmental towards the collective and what is out there but look instead towards how you can improve your own life. So I just want to let you all know that if you'd like to hear more or see more from Milani Shani, that is me, the love goddess, you can go to MilaniShani.com. That is M-A-L-A-N-E-S-H-A-N-I.com. We're here on Get Your Entire Life every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also now listen to our replays on um, Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple phones, you can listen on the Blog Talk site. But if you have Apple phones, you can go to Apple Podcasts and just put Get Your Entire Life into the search box and listen to us there. Please go and review our show. If you like the show, please go there and review our show so we can continue to grow. You can also find my classes on AUNUniversity.com. There you can find classes, online classes, self-paced classes. If you want to take classes to um, assist yourself in being, um, you can also check out my self-mastery library 
on um, AUNUniversity.com. There are two audios you can listen to there. Um, there's notes to self, the five-minute moments. Everything begins and ends with me. There's breaking through the deep part one, and is your deep walking you to sleep, which are also available. So if you go to my website at MilaniShani.com and and click on the Get Your Entire Life tab, then you can find all of this information there. You can also sign up on my website for our weekly light letter that we do every week. Um, it's called the Activation Station. And you can visit our Get Your Entire Life page to sign up for that. And this provides information and tools to support your goals and intentions. It also gives you our calendar for the week and what we're doing and what we're up to. Um, It provides inspiration to encourage you to be who you really are, to love yourself deeper, and activation so you can identify and amplify your power in the world. So, Love Tribe, thank you so much for being here. It felt so good to be here with you tonight. I really miss being here with you guys. We will be here again next Monday, and it's our fourth Monday. So uh, Michael will be with us um, on the fourth Monday. Michael and I talk about love and relationship, self-love and relationships uncensored. So I would love for you all to be with us for that. Um, but as for now, it has been an absolute pleasure being with you all tonight. I look so forward to being with you again next week. I wish you all goddess love and light. Remember to love yourself by being yourself. And I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite songs, and that is Green Leaves by Raheem Devon. Good night, everybody. Life. Life is about evolving and growing. Elevating. Constant growth, like green leaves. I dedicate this to the children. Yeah. Mama told me a wise man leaves and never takes shorts to follow. And what's done right here in the here and now always affects tomorrow. It's like cause and effect, simple mathematics. Like one plus one makes two. See the bed that we make, that's where we got to lay. So be wise of the path we choose and keep growing, yeah. You got to see it, to talk it, you got to be it. There's no if, no hands on us. If you claim it, you can't obtain it. What was made shall be, and that's the law of the universe. That's the universal law. Channel your light, use insight, and remember your precious gift. We are precious. Take the good with the bad, the tears with the laughing. Always be positive and keep growing.